0: This is my song I just love starting out with this song It's by Elise Metallo And we're just so blessed Every single Wednesday to start out with Blessed Assurance, My Story A remake of the hymn, Blessed Assurance Thank you, Elise For more, go to EliseMetallo.com Let's go ahead and start out the right way Welcome, you have reached the Kingdom Work for Christ online radio show I'm your host, Emma Bordergama, And we're going to start by prayer So Let's bow our heads Let's humble our hearts Let's turn them towards the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Father God, thank you for this incredible privilege of being able to serve you in this way. Thank you for our testimonies that we know are not our own. Thank you, Christ, because if it wasn't for your sacrifice, we wouldn't be on this show today. Lord, I just pray for the people who are listening, and I pray for our dear interviewee. I pray, Lord, that your will will be done through our lives. Thank you, God, that you care so much about us, that you care to use us. We love you. We praise you. And in your holy, precious name we pray. Amen. Well, welcome, everyone, to the Kingdom Work for Christ online radio show. I'm so glad you've tuned in. You're in for a fun hour. We're going to talk about fun as in it will be rich. Now, fun the entire time? I can't promise. We're delving deep today. We're going to keep on exploring our show on race, culture, diversity, very specifically today within the context of immigration. And so it is going to get heavy But all this, we're doing it in a Christ-centered manner so that his kingdom, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm so privileged to serve you in that capacity every week, but today I'm especially privileged to introduce to you Vicki. Hi, Vicki. How are you?
1: Hi, Emma. I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm well. I'm so glad you joined. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me, for having me.
0: Well, you know, so I mean I will put it on your tab, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, Emma. Oh, it's um, great to have is, you. Um privilege, privilege to have you. And first I wanna to say to you that um English is my third language, so I might have a little um <laughs> a little problem with that.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. wait a bit. You said third language, so it's the primary language.
1: Yes. Um well, my first language is my uh, nativity um, language from my parents. I'm a uh,
0: indigenous in Guatemala, so anyway, I'll tell you more. Oh, that's great! And then the second language? Uh, Spanish. Wow, and this and is the third, third language. English. Yes. Well, I think that's your that's your hall pass right there because you know <laughs> most of us are stick are stuck with one language, so you're good. <laughs> it's a challenge.
1: It's a it's a big yes.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it though. Well, thank you so much for being here, Vicky. I'm, let, let's go ahead and start. I'm gonna start with a little bit of an overview for those listeners who are just tuning in for the first time. And then we'll go through and we'll get um we'll get you talking because I'm sure people are like, Okay, be quiet, we want to hear her testimony. So <laughs> Okay,
1: <laughs> so we'll I'm that. thrilled. I'm happy to. Yeah. Oh,
0: I love it. This is exciting. I love it. Absolutely. Well, the, the privilege really is mine. So everyone, if you're tuning in for the first time and you're wondering what is Kingdom Work for Christ, what does it mean? So let's go ahead and start with that. Kingdom Work for Christ is essentially off of the the, the Great Commission of Matthew 28:18 through 20. And it is really the full-time job of inviting Jesus as Lord and Savior of the day-to-day tasks in our lives. A lot of times we go to church and we get some great messages if we're going to a Bible-centered, the Christ-centered church. And then what happens on Monday? What happens Tuesday? What happens Wednesday? What happens outside when we're not within the context of Christians, when we're not within the context of believers in Jesus Christ? And that's really what, when we go to the, the Great Commission, what Jesus told us to do, that's where we get some good instructions and some sound instructions and really the kingdom work for christ online radio show has been exploring ways in which the great commission is taking place in different environments and so matthew 28 18 through 20 gives five beautiful instructions a lot of times when you hear about the great commission you hear about go make disciples of nations baptize them and then they're going to follow the son the holy spirit and those are good instructions but the very first one is this and the most important one which is no that all authority in heaven and on earth is mine. And that's Jesus speaking. Second, therefore, go make disciples of nations. Third, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Fourth, teach them to obey my commandments. Again, this is Jesus speaking. And then fifth, know that I'm with you always till the end of the age. So the Great Commission within that context can be carried out in any environment we're in. On this show, what we've done is that we've explored environments like gossip, like chronic illness, like sexuality, like abortion, like disagreement. And most recently, we've really been delving into the environment of, of race, culture, diversity. And today we're going to be talking about that within the context of immigration especially because this is one of those topics that we're hearing about more and more and more given our political environment. But the question is, what is the role of the kingdom work of Christ? What is the role of the Christ follower in the midst of this environment? How do we respond in a way that is Christ-centered? Are we really paying attention to the hearts behind this issue of immigration? Are we actually paying attention to what the Father wants us to do in this environment, to what Jesus is equipping us to do in this environment. And that's why we're going to be talking to Vicki a little bit to get some, some understanding about a lot of the complexities when it comes to immigration in this country. And so last time, just to recap what we talked about very briefly, we the, some practical tools. We looked at the biblical insights, went to various passages in the Word, and then we really talked about some practical steps we can take when it comes to race culture diversity the first one being pray are we actually praying about this when it comes to racial relations cultural relations to diversity and what it actually means according to the kingdom of god not according to what we want the second thing is are we letting people into the doorway of our lives so that we can get they can get a glimpse of the doorway to eternal life that god opened When we welcomed him in, are we doing that? Are we letting people in? Are we leveraging our experiences so that we can understand others? I kind of laughed because I was giving the example of being sunburned. I don't know what it is to be sunburned, but I know what it's like to be burned. Right. And so leveraging the experience of being burnt helps me to understand my brothers and sisters who say they've been sunburned. So in many respects, we can do that with one another's experience. Maybe I don't know what it is to have Vicky's experience when it comes to immigration. I have a different experience when it comes to immigration. My experience in leveraging that can help me understand what Vicky is bringing to the table. The next step we talked about is to know when to pick our battles. A lot of times we are so fast to speak and slow to listen. Just because someone is saying something that is touching us or offending us in a certain way doesn't mean that we have to call out every single thing until we get full context. And then the last one is always asking, what is the kingdom impact? Am I picking this battle because this is a kingdom impact, or am I picking this battle because it's a personal impact? And for the Christ follower, for the kingdom worker for Christ, our goal should be to be Christ-centered, to be kingdom-minded in what we take and what we don't undertake. Can we be willing to be misunderstood to the world if it means that we can clarify for the sake of the kingdom of God? Can we risk being looked upon as someone who is either passive or aggressive, right? Not passive-aggressive, but passive, either passive or aggressive. Can we take that risk if that means that the kingdom of God will be advanced in the next move that we make, especially when it comes to race, culture, diversity, and very specifically today as we delve into immigration? So I have on the line a dear sister in Christ who I, I I am so in awe of, and you'll hear in a second why I'm saying that. And in many respects, one of the most hardworking individuals that I know. And she is someone who um, her name has been disguised. And the reason for that is because there are sensitivities around her testimony, but she's someone who has said yes today to explaining um, what it was to be a, 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 a daughter of the Most High in the midst of a very painful situation but that also brought about a lot of joy and a lot of accomplishment and so Vicki is on the line today and Vicki, welcome thank you so much for being here
1: wow, thank you too um, your message and your words it, it just touched me um, seriously this is um, really a, a gift for me uh, to be in your show and, um, wow, I can see how God is awesome. So Praise yeah. God. Thank you.
0: Ah, uh, absolutely. Well, tell me a little more. So what is it that touched you and, and how did you come to a relationship with Jesus, Vicki?
1: Well, um, thank you for, again, and thanks for everyone who listened to this message. Um, Well, I'm going to tell a little bit about me. First, I am from Guatemala, and I am the oldest of 13 children. So I became to learn and know that God is with me, and he always with me is. When I was uh, 15, 13 years old, um, when I decided to come to the U.S., and with through all my uh way that um God has been amazed in my life and
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I know he's there for me, that's when I know he's
0: for sure one hundred percent he's there for me. When you came from Guatemala?
1: Yes. Through all I always like I've been just, Praying is good. When you pray, when you ask God about what you want and what you want to do, God always helps you and gets you on the dream what you want to have. But mm-hmm. God is the one who makes that happen. Amen. So my dream was to come in the U.S. So um, then came, then I met God since I'm here, kind of got in showing me everywhere. He's there for me. And now that's when I know about God. He's there
0: for me. Wow. So you, you when you came to the US that's when you started a relationship experience, with God?
1: Experience yes, experience and have more relationship like a strong relationship with God.
0: How did it happen?
1: Well, um, when you first arrived as what country do you, you don't know and you kinda of like afraid because you don't know the language first of all. Mm. Uh, but when when I found God was with me is when I first came to the US I met a family. A lovely, wonderful uh I would say Angel. Um mm. her name is Melanie. Uh she became as a mom, uh, guide me through all the things I need to learn and uh, immediately, um, we kind of have a connection, and the first thing is she guided me to church and took me to activities with her children, and it just, uh, that's when I know that God was never left, left me alone. He was there mm-hmm. for me, and holding my hands and guiding me, and uh, so...
0: Wow, and this is not someone you knew, right? This is this is someone you no, met literally when you came no, here. No,
1: this is someone I met here. Yeah. By the time That's I nice. met her, my English wasn't even probably only like forty percent, like nothing. Wow. But she was, uh, she was like, a, a, I don't know. I think God put it, put it me into, I um, mean, God put her into my life and. God put me into her life that it was a big um challenging because without knowing that someone gives heart to you and guide you through all of what you have to do, um especially about God and teaching you the good things mm. in order to be to become a good person in the u s um, there's a lot of good things that you learn in order to come to be here in a country that's not yours,
0: right was that yeah. difficult?
1: Ah, uh, Yeah, it was difficult. <laughs> it is difficult. Mm-hmm. So now it's difficult, but I feel like I'm kind of more um, aware or with a lot of experience that I know what it's easy for me now, but I'm talking to you. Because at the beginning, it was tough. It was hard for me. I mm-hmm. struggle with the language. I struggle with words. Um word. uh, all the little scary things to tell something can happen to you, and it's not your country, so there's a lot of things too that you get afraid you get scared to.
0: yeah, no, absolutely. And did you come with family or were you coming by yourself?
1: No, I did came by myself. Um, I was the the oldest of thirteen, and uh so life was tough in my country. Um, then I had it to um when I heard the word, Oh my god, US is good, uh a lot of things so a lot of money will make there so people kinda in their mind oh yeah, I will go but in my situation I was kinda having a little hard time because my I'm coming to a uh, indigenous family way up on that mountain of Guatemala. And we were mm-hmm. kinda more left behind because uh the city the city was far away and we're not that educated like know what, because things will be easy for us, but it's not. Uh, So I'm the oldest of 13 again, and then uh, I was having a tough time there with my parents, with my siblings, and I wanted to um, go to school. I wanted to um, help my parents, help my siblings, and uh, so I decided to come to the US, and finally God helped me to get here, so kind of doors that open to me. And mm-hmm. I, f- I know there's kind of freedom here. And um, wow. it's tough being far away from your parents. Um, I am by myself here. Uh, and I haven't seen my parents for like 15 years now.
0: Wow. Wow. So yeah. You you were looking at the the educational opportunity. Were there schools even available when you were in Guatemala, or? Was well, a-
1: in Guatemala, there was um, there were school available. Yes, but sometimes when um, it was too far away from where I was living, and mm. kind of dangerous, so. My parents didn't kind of like me to go far away, but I still finished my uh, sixth grade, elementary school, and I did want to continue, but because the uh, situation was tough, I needed to help my parents with work and babysitting at home instead of going to school, helping them. Um, mm. Then decided to flee because I wanted to have a dream. I wanted to have uh, education. I know education no one takes up from you, And I wanted to be able to um, help my siblings, to help my parents. That's one of the reasons that I, I came to. I made that decision to come to the country, to the U.S.
0: Wow. So, if you don't mind, how was the how was the journey?
1: Um, The journey from um, the beginning to. Here, um, I will say was help at the beginning with the English, with the new um, uh, country, new. But but um, meanwhile, God is being kind of amazed, amazing to me because he holds my hand, he put me into the people who cares for me, the people who guide me to teach me new things. Um, like I say, I didn't I didn't didn't know English when I first came here. I was with no English at all. Mm-hmm. And I came here, uh I started learning English, uh, went to ESL class, uh then kept going, kept going until so finally, um, I met like I said, met my friend Melanie. She became like a um mother a friend a really good friend. To me, mm-hmm. she supported me to school. Uh, um, it's hard here, especially being in the U.S. and you can't drive because you don't the license thing. You can't even get a license. You can't even drive. So Melanie uh, pushed me to school, helped me, taught me on the good things and draw, drive, like took me to school, picked me up, and yeah. And then I became uh, learning English quick, and then. I went to high school, got my high school diploma, Uh, Mm. and start working better because the more you know English, doors get open to you. (laughs) Yes, a lot of yeah, yeah. Then um, first got my high school diploma. Mm. Then I got my um, I got my actually my CNA nursing.
0: Um, Oh, that's great. So, uh,
1: again putting my parents the way I wanted to do and I don't know what else are but I I also become to um do a lot of um, volunteers. I love to do um good things. I God has gave me gave it to me so I wanna give it back, you know? Mm. I Amen. do a lot of um uh, I do a lot of uh, uh feed homeless, like we cook, and I took the food to the homeless. And then, um, but years on, years I'm just talking right now. But years before that, I get involved into a church and help with the youth group. Mm. And uh, and we cook. We will like. I remember we one time we cooked the food. It was the winter because we wanted to show the kids how um, the homeless. When you were homeless. You don't um, have a home and you sleep in the woods and you eat whatever you find, right? And then, so we taught the kids about um, six from six to 12 years old, and their families spent about 38 hours experiencing and learning about homeless and what they can do to help the other homeless to the others,
0: you know? Oh, wow. So, So they became homeless. For thirty
1: six or thirty eight hours. Yes, uh, to experience oh, I, and learning wow. about homeless. You know, so I That's remember a great learning I, I had I told them too how um, my life was in my country, and to, I told the kids that they they are lucky here, um, because when I was in my country too, I didn't have a toy, I didn't have any clothes, I didn't even have shoes when I was fourteen. So all those little messages, Mm -hmm. I kind of taught it to the kids. And then we went to, we cooked soup, we made soup, and we shared it to the kids as a eating, kind of homeless, you know.
0: And then we sleep
1: overnight in the cardboard boxes outside. Wow.
0: Was that in the wintertime, or were we talking about...
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of a winter time. Yes, it was. So I remember one night it was um, cold outside and wet, and it was raining. And we kind of like, oh my god, what can we do? We were in the sleeping bags in the box. It was melting on top of us. But yeah, it was. It was a good experience Mm. because we wanted to learn about how to when you're homeless, what do you do? So for me, it was amazed. It, It amazed me because. I know I traveled so far to come in the country, but I never experienced to be a homeless right I, I always have a mm-hmm. little roof on me. I always have a little maybe you close with the with the ripped on it or but I always have that but coming here, I learned a lot of things, and I became to help with that. I learned so many good things and right. then um yeah, and then I became to uh help with auction missions and a lot of activity that. I got involved into it, like cleaning up, decorating, cooking, and so I just kind of love those things too—to give, mm. to work, to show to. And then with Sprouts right. also too, I've been just kind of helping with them, participate and doing works with their kids. And
0: that's amazing. So. And you know, it's it's so it's a good learning experience, but it's so tragic because at the end of the day you know, with homelessness, it's, I just think of our brothers and sisters who are homeless today, right? And who literally, it probably happened overnight. There was probably very little warning before it happened. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, what do I do? You know, going back to your question, what do you do? It's a cold night. It's raining. What's your option? You have no options. Nothing, you know.
1: No options, no.
0: And it's not um, like people are stopping down the street either to, to have a conversation. Um, most people are just yeah. sort of passing by.
1: Yep. Yep. And then some and then I got I got involved in so many things. If I tell you all be like that's when I felt I was wow, God has been amazing to me. Now I can give up what I have been that God has been given to me. So I feel mm. so good. Um when I said oh i have I have been this, I know how to do this. I've been doing it, mm-hmm. you know, so it's always good. um like I said, I've been helping to uh, community of faith, um, yeah. not now, but just a few years ago that we collect food and we, and sometimes go there and serve the food on Tuesdays at five p m and mm-hmm. people a lot of people will show up with their little bag and then and then you learn things, wow." I never went through this. I did in my country, but here, and you see how the good thing that other brothers and sisters comes and and share and donate it and brings the food to mm-hmm. give it to the others who need it. I saw a lot of uh, good things that's when I was like wow u s is the freedom u s is good because they care mm-hmm. about others. they care for um, our others, whose hunger, whose um need. With maybe a little kid goes hunger during the night, but when you see right. people bringing food and sharing and bring it to the church, and then it's really good. I learn a lot of things when I go and mm-hmm. serve the food. It's it's always uh, kind of helps me to learn more and to yeah. respect and to um, how do I say the words um, value what I have now and what I didn't have when I was little kid, and yes. it's kind of good to learn those little things.
0: Absolutely, and it's almost, it's it's piggybacking off of what you experienced, you know, when you met Melanie and, and how she was God's hands and feet to you, you know, it's, and now you get a chance to do that for the people that, yes, that you're I serving. Think, I
1: thank God for it. God uses her to guide me, and I know God was there through her, through a friend. Now, I know uh, when you said, oh, God, I know some people, sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't know if God exists. I don't think God is here, but Mm -hmm. God is always. You can see God on a friend. You can see God on anyone who's guiding, who's helping, who's. um, So I will say Melanie was kind of an angel for me that God has put me into her life that got okay. into my life to guide me, to hold me I was like, I became like kind of a children for her
0: <laughs> her children because <laughs> oh, I crazy. didn't know where
1: to go and she taught me how to swim she taught me how to ride bike. she took me until, like I didn't even know what vacation means when you said oh we're going to the beach, I didn't even know what's that So hmm. mommy did taught me a lot of things and she shared a lot of good things to me and guided me as a like mom to a daughter
0: That's amazing, and you know what's kind of cool is that she's just, she's um, an incredible role model for a lot of people, more than she even knows, and, you know, I'm I'm certainly someone who deeply admires her as well, so it's just really neat to see the way in which, you know, God just faithfully uses her, and and she says yes, yes. Yes. you know, most importantly, she says yes, which is amazing, so in terms of the you're talking a little bit about how hard it was before. Can you share with us a little bit more? You know, you're you're talking about how you didn't have clothes and and shoes till you were fourteen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, when goodness. I was
1: um yes when I was, to probably when I was born um, the situation in my country was kind of awful. Right now still, but. Uh, me here helping my parents, kind of different for them. But before, um, it was tough. I remember we'll, I go, go to school, and every morning with no shoes, and it will be winter. We do not have snow, but we have, like, cold weather, and the water freezes up, and you walk on the cold, right? No right. shoes, and with the little clothes on, and that's what I go. And then food. We didn't have enough food. We didn't. My dad couldn't grow a farm. He did not even grow anything because there was no money to invest on it. Um, and we would cook. My mom will cook, prepare the meal, whatever she finds. Maybe a little um, plant, a little potato, on an open fire. And we will be sleeping in the same room, um, sleeping in the same room, and eating the same little rancho. We called a little a uh, house made it by wood and a little um
0: right.
1: yeah. So all those little things, um, it was really tough for me. Um And that was thirteen then,
0: of you guys, right?
1: I am so the one, of thirteen, yes. yes one yes, potato we are,
0: between all thirteen people?
1: No 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 no. My mom will cook two eggs and we'll share for everyone. We'll be for everyone. We'll eat from that two eggs and then um mm. And then she couldn't. They couldn't buy it because there was no money to get it. Wow. 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 It wasn't too much. I remember when I was five years old. Um, when I got to school, my parents will like I will ask for money. Dad, can you give me money because I want to buy something? And he will say, Sorry, honey, I don't have money. But with one penny or five cents, you can buy a bread. You can buy a banana because it was so cheap by then. But money was hard to get it for them. From to make it to. But it was like one cent. It was like you can buy a bread with one cent. When I was five, seven. Then by the time I grow like fourteen, fifteen, then I was kind of getting a little expensive things. And then, and then I worked. I worked as a. I was like a little boy, working planting potato, planting corn, helping my dad, helping my mom with my siblings staying home and making cooking for the kids for my little um, siblings. And then when my mom comes from work with my dad. I would have the food ready for them because they go to work all day, and then my job was to get the food ready for my siblings and from for for them so then um didn't have mm-hmm. shoes because my dad couldn't afford us to have clothes remember um, my mom would go and do some laundry for people, and when she get she gets paid or sometimes they pay her like one casales means like twenty cents or a uh, dollars. Or hmm. that's when she will bring home, and with that money, she will buy whatever food she can get from the store. And then, or she will, people will give her like food, um, like old, left food, right? Like some leftover. People like will, give it her and she will bring it to us. Yes, and we'll eat that. Or people will give her old clothes, and then when my mom comes home, well, she will come and rip it with the little scissors and sew it, and she'll make us blouses. I remember my mom was like, honey, look, I made this for you. I was, so, I was happy to see my little blouse that my mom made it by a T-shirt. Someone gave it to her. Yeah, so those little things. Yeah. And then um, when I reached my 14 years old, I just wanted to um,
0: leave. I wanted
1: to have a better life. I wanted to help my mom. So I went to the city uh work hard and see it as a nanny as the housekeeping for our family. Mm. Um, the pay wasn't that but for me was big. It was like a hundred dollars for a month of work. Mm. And then with that money I helped oh, wow. I got my own clothes. I got my buy my little shoes and I was so happy with that because with my own money I bought my clothes. And then went to school Sundays because I always wanna go to go to school and pay my school with that money I made monthly. Then helped my mom, my parents. Then I became as a nurse's aide in my country. And up in two thousand, hmm. I graduated, start working. But because life's so hard for me, I needed to pay my rent. I needed to buy my food. I needed for my mom, my siblings. And then uh, I decided to come here. That's when my life life start. Uh, you know. Wow. So. Wow. I don't know what else to
0: tell you, but. So in terms of the – when you were over there, were there – was there any tension with you making the decision to leave? Because it seems like there was so much on your shoulders at 14. I mean, just a lot yes. of responsibility.
1: Yes. Um, when I when I just did all what I wanted to have in, my, in Guatemala, like student studying, and I got to see the seat of nursing aide. Um, job, I started working, but with the money I was making it was nothing. Working in the medical field in Guatemala um, right now I do not know the pay there because I'm not there anymore, but when I was there uh, my pay was um, I think $120 or $130 I'm not sure because it was uh, $1,200 in Guatemala, but I'm talking about 15 years ago now 10 years ago Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it was, and it was a tough job because sometimes I'm there 12 hours working, really hard yeah. working. Uh, but oh. I was happy because I what I need is to grow, to succeed, to aware. learn, to help right. my my mom, I think, those little things. I was really happy. And then I decided to come to the U.S. because I wanted to have more dreams. I wanted to um, always. Stop education and to help my parents to get out of the poor. because I was we were really poor but my dream was to help them
0: now let me ask um, you this when you um, because obviously you are probably hearing about a lot about the you know sort of immigration issues and all that and, and you know there, there are things that are being said that are Inappropriate in in the least to say the least, and you know, and there, and sometimes do you feel like there is animosity, you know? At the, do you feel animosity as someone who immigrated to this country? Yes. In what ways?
1: Um, can you explain that word animosity? I don't know.
0: Yeah, what animosity about? is like. Do you feel like they? People are looking, you know, um, like they don't like you, or they're they're sort of looking at you poorly as an immigrant to this country.
1: Well, um, as an immigrant, you are afraid. I'm not saying you no. Know. You are afraid that um, you could be cut. In one way or somewhere, if so uh immigration comes and gets you, or, yeah, you 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 get. Me. I'm afraid, actually, get afraid.
0: So why, when you say immigration would get you, why is that a fear for you? Uh,
1: because you're here in a country that you don't have a paper. You don't have a, a what do you call? They said. Uh, Work permit or a green card, or all those little things when people tell you those little yeah. things is afraid. Um, and I'm not, and I know I'm not the only person that was here like that way. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people, so I'm talking to everyone, and I know, um, I have known a few friends that said afraid because when they knock the door, and they look through the window, and they see the ice outside. They are afraid to go outside. When they tell me that, I was like, okay, that makes me a little scary. Right. You know, um, being illegal here, you can't even drive, you can't even um, go to a store because, I mean, there's buses, but if you don't know the English, you don't know where to go. Um, Right. I know I always say to everyone, uh, who I know kind of the same way as me. And I said, guys, learn English. English is always the best thing to learn if you're in a country here. There's a lot of opportunity here. Doors get open when you learn English and kind of give them a little hint. Kind of yeah. uh, tell them a little bit about me. And actually, I teach ESL. I volunteer myself to a Methodist church. Mm, That's it's great. I'm immigrant helped immigrants and different countries, different um, uh, people from, I mean, different countries, I'm saying. And mm-hmm. uh, sometimes they hold 100, 150 students for ESL. Wow. And, and, um, and I help. And when I sit on the table with the student, like 10 students on my table, and I will say, hey, guys, listen, learn, read, listen to TV. Like I would kinda of tell I give them a little message about me, like how did I learn English? Because I was like you. I didn't know English
0: and mm-hmm. I did this
1: and I did those little things and that's what look at me, now I'm teaching you. So they was like, Wow, well, Vicky, we wanna be like you. Like sometimes when I tell them it takes oh, that's time, so good. But when you do things you do it, yeah. Have you um, gotten yeah, a chance so to pray
0: with people too?
1: I do. I do. I tell them how God is amazing and um if you seek God and you ask, and God give you to be strong and be confident and and learn those good things that God has given to you. If if God gave us the opportunity to be here in the country, I know the country is not us, but if God opens the door and lets you, because He He did it for you.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, God
1: is some; it's it's there too. It's not like oh, I came Amen. here and that did it. But I know there was God holding me. God was protecting me, and so. Amen. I do I'll tell um, my students when I sit with them, Hey guys, first thing is go to church and um see church was providing them ESL. So there's a lot of things coming from church. Go to church and you learn. And so yeah, we pray, hmm. we we talk about God and yes. That's the one first thing okay. we do, uh, when we to the school, to the ESL, because the church is a Methodist church, so there's God there too. There's a lot of news, a lot of messages, and the help and the support comes from that for them, and um, And, and I'm lucky um, that I'm involved, um, get myself to share and to give what I was given, because I was that way, I didn't learn, I didn't know English, and I did went to church, I learned English from church, and then I went to the advanced class, and I went to high school, and that's the way I learned, so yes.
0: Mm, that's great. So what about when it comes to um, people saying, well, why didn't you do it the right way? Why didn't you come here legally? What would you say to them? Yes. <laughs>
1: But yes there's uh i did i did i did have experienced that one time someone asked me why I didn't come with you with visa and then I was, like, well, let me tell you getting a visa in my country it's hard only if you are a doctor, only if you are um high high educated like professional and with a lot of money in the bank and you show your own properties your own um, uh what I'm saying what like you show that you own properties, you own um car, you have lots of money in the bank, then you will go there and you just show them and they'll ask a few questions and then it's done. They'll give you a visa right away. But for me, for us, you go in the embassy and the first thing they will ask you is, Where are you going? Because they look at you, right? You're poor, you don't have nothing to show. They said, Okay, sorry, you can't go And then we we can't get a visa right away, like quick. No one will get hmm. a visa that way. I remember one of my friends, um, she was my instructor for a nurse in Guatemala. She had licensed job, but she didn't have money. But she was a teacher. She was a nurse, high level, like RN in Guatemala. Mm,
0: and right. she told
1: me because I told her. She, I, she knows that I came the way I wanted to be, and she knows she was impressed that I made it to come here. And she said, honey, I wanted to go there. I went to the embassy and asked for my visa. I showed them all the paper I had, and they said, no." Nope. You can't talk because you didn't have this. You I, I tear. I went in front of the embassy. I tear my paper in front of them because they couldn't give it to me, and I only because they didn't have money in the bank. And I was okay. But she was educated too, but she because mm. she didn't have money, they couldn't let her come in So there's something. And for me, for my family, for my village, we are indigenous. We are kind of more ignored a little bit. Mm. So we, we uh, they wouldn't give us, um. Like the attention, like quick attention to you, because the person they see you is oh no, and it's it's yeah. hard. That's why uh, when I said oh I want to come with I want to go with a visa, but no, there's there's no way, there's no
0: absolutely. And a lot of people sometimes think oh well, you just you know you you hop on a on a bus and then you quietly come <laughs> and it's a nice little journey. Can you, can you talk about the traveling, the the incredible amount of risk you took? when you were coming here. Yes.
1: Yes. Um traveling, it was awful. Um because going through Mexico <laughs> it's mm. not um easy. It's not but I remember when I was I was put into a tr trailer. Like a big huge truck. Who carries yeah. I don't know. I was put there yeah. for like twenty four hours. And um I mean everything they tell you. Oh no, this is gonna be good. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be this. And I was like, okay. Once you're in it, you're like, oh my gosh, what I'm doing? And you get, why is it hmm. crazy? I'll be like, just, you know. So you had no anybody, idea
0: what it was gonna be like.
1: No, 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 nothing, nothing. For me, it was like, I was like in like lost. I was like in shock. The only thing I was, I was, I was scared because you didn't know if that truck is gonna, um. Um, like, you know, accidents, when you hear accidents,
0: yeah. so you
1: are inside those big wagons, those big trucks, and you don't know what's going to happen, and you're stuck there for two hours, you can't even go to the bathroom, you can't even go to, like, you're hungry, and you can't even have food, because you're stuck for 24 hours, so those little things, yeah. Wow. But, yeah, but when you pray, and when you say, God, I know I made this, because um, I always did, and I remember I was crossing my little and the finger and trying, God, please help me. I know I did this, and you know my situation. I'm not going just for fun. I have a dream, and if this is for me, make me, make it happen, you know? And he
0: mm-hmm. did it.
1: I don't know what else to tell. He did it. I'm here now, wow. so it's a big thing.
0: So were there any times where you felt like, because people were basically going in the bathroom in that truck, because you couldn't go to the bathroom, right?
1: Yeah, no, no. Uh, like I said, I, I God helped me. I mean, I didn't, I didn't need it to go to the bathroom. I didn't even feel hungry. I think part of that is like you stretch and nervous, and maybe you just like hold it. I don't know. But nothing mm. uh, for me, nothing. Um, I was with my other, another friend We were together, and nope, we were taking care of each other. She was sometimes when I want to sleep, she will just sitting a little bit and I'll put my head under her lap and sleeping and then when she wants to get tired then I will sit down and she will just put her head onto my lap and she will fall asleep But we will take care of each other um, mm. and then until maybe to all the way until we got here then we all separated she was gone to her family and I was going to where I was going to be
0: wow so yeah what would you say in in terms of as as a a believer in jesus christ right um Mm -hmm. you came here it's against the law right yeah and so essentially if it's against the law it's a crime right how do you reconcile that as a believer of jesus
1: well, I know um, when you break a law, you ask for forgiveness. Of when you got, when you, when you do something, when you see, when you do something badly, and you say, "Oh God, please forgive me." I know I did this. I didn't have the choice. But you know my situation. You know me. When you pray, I think God forgives you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel when when I, when I do something wrong, oh my God! The next day it was like, okay, I know I did it wrong. I know I did it right. Please God, help me. Please clean my sink, Please. Forgive me, and then you, you feel calm through, you feel like, oh gosh, thank you I think I, God listen to me so that in that way, um yeah, basically, I felt so bad because I lied because I came with no um paper, uh, I wish I did the right way because my situation will be different because I will be able to get a license and drive in the u s but because I did not in a different way, then I'm, I can't even get those things I can't even i go to college. I can't even go to, um, you know, those little things that affect you. But when, and so when sometimes when you tell the truth and when you forgive, when you um, tell what you did was wrong, and uh, that's what I felt like. Um, Mm. In order to get if one day everything changes in my life, then tell the truth. I'm no. not gonna lie. I mean, I just tell whatever I made, how I came here, how hard it is, what did they do in order to get here? Like, yeah, everything. And God will. Wow. Well,
0: yes. So, how do you um, what what's some of the most hurtful things that you've heard when you've been here? At you know since you've been here.
1: Um, the hurt, the thing is when you work for someone, like uh, it didn't happen to me, but when you work for people and people take advantage of you because you don't have paper, sometimes you don't mm. get paid. And because you don't have the paper, people are threading, oh, if you sue me, then I'm going to send you home because you don't have paper. Kind of those little people threading.
0: I mean, mm. it didn't happen
1: to me, but it happened to people who I know. Um, then you you can't even you work kinda like you are working you get paid for less money because you don't have (laughs) paper.
0: Right. Right. Um
1: and you um always scared because if you don't get paid there's nothing you can do. Because if you talk, if you say, Oh, they didn't pay me and then you're gonna get in trouble. Because you don't have paper, so sometimes that affects a lot. It happens still. And yeah. then, um, what else is? Um, when you're not even, it's kind of discrimination, a lot of discrimination on this.
0: Hmm. What kind well, of discrimination? Because you not belong
1: here. Because you not belong here, you don't. You get people um, the way they want to.
0: Hmm. What's a couple of examples for people who are listening in who are like, I really don't understand what kind of discrimination?
1: Um, discrimination means you don't belong here. You should go in your country. Like, you know, you feel like, hmm. oh my god Because people, and I agree, some people come to the country and do bad things, and sometimes. We, uh, like me, I'm doing the good things, but I still get, because other people does do bad things, then I'm kind of in it, right? Like, I pay them right. for that. But it's not right. always, not everyone. Oh, yeah, not everyone. There's always good people. Like, I'm here. I do good things. I know the country's not mine, but I do um, a lot of uh, volunteers. I wanted to give what I have been given, and... I always mm. wanted to uh, share. I wanted to, I don't know how to say more words. Yeah. Um, I'm not afraid, but I'm still a little. <laughs> I think yeah. because I have people around me who support me, who who guide me, who um, interact with me and know my story and understand me and support me. So I feel like I'm not afraid.
0: Hmm. Praise God. And that's a huge, that's a huge blessing. And I think that right there, what you've explained is one way as the body of Christ that, you know, and the people that we encounter, our job is to, to love each other. I mean, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, you know, no matter what, what the circumstances. One of the most heartbreaking things I've heard this week is, I was talking to a girl who's in her teens. And she was explaining that, you know, she's just shared with her mom that she's um, homosexual and her mom has completely rejected her, you know. And, and it's like, and her question to me then as a follow up was, does God hate homosexuals? You know, and I was just like, man, that is no. just, I mean, where did we miss the ballgame to think that God's own creation, right, no matter who we are, that God rejects his own creation, God loves people so 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 much it doesn't matter what, what he's going to love us, not that there isn't consequences, not that there is sin, and certainly not that there isn't um you know his his judgment those are real things, but he loves us first, you know he wants us to be with him for eternity. I think of the man at the cross at the eleven fifty nine hour he was still you know he he ended up going to heaven because jesus loves us so much so yeah. it's um it's it's very heartbreaking to hear about that that sense of fear that sense of rejection and despite complexities right about how you came here and 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 the immigrant status that you have as people of yeah. god as christ followers our job is to be that hand and feet. Our job is to be that Jesus, the face of Jesus, to the ones we encounter. Period. Period. Point blank. Yeah. Anything yes. else is not gospel, and that's real. Uh huh.
1: Amen. It's amazing. It's good. Um, one thing I want to share to you with you. Yeah. In all these um, journey, I have the joy to get involved into my church, Methodist Church, mm. and actually God has been working a lot and with a lot of blessing because my church now goes to my village where I came from because they wanted to know where Vicky comes from. Wow. Oh that's so, so great. Yes, yes. And then it turns out my church is being went to visit my village and saw the need. So like I remember that I got a call from one of my members from church and saying, Vicky, why you didn't tell me where you were coming from? We know you, but we never know where you were coming from. And I was like, Yes, I'm glad you came. And she was crying, and she was crying because wow. she said, Vicky, I know where you're coming now. I know where you where you've been through, but we're gonna work hard because I think there's a reason why we're here. And I remember when she got the call and they said and they hang they hang up, but she with tears and I was crying too. Then they came here and they mm. said, Vicky, do you feel freedom in the US? And I was like, Yes. Yes. Mm. And now we understand why you're here. So you know. Then wow. through that uh, my church continued to supporting my village. Now I got the uh what do I say? I got this um group of mission. Missions goes to Guatemala. And yeah. start building school in my village now because Oh,
0: praise God.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, uh, it's hard to express a little bit, but yes. My church goes now uh with uh three years they've been there to my village and they start mm. building um school. This is the third thank you, um, Jesus. This is the third um school. School like mm. room they've been building. But they said we're doing this for Vicky. so that's when i said god is amazing god is i don't know how to explain because god is being amazing to me i'm kind of a little little ticket that god is lifting me up because now for me i'm getting this my village i'm getting i'm helping i'm i'm building a school for like 250 kids and it's a blessing it's a blessing that um HSP. It's a Highland Support Program who helps women Indigenous, especially wait out the city. Helping mm-hmm. the poor the need, who needs home, who needs a stove because most of the families will cook on open fire. So HSP is supporting um, is helping building schools, um, not school but uh, stove and houses for people who don't have a house when they lost their house with the mud slot or earthquake so HSP is uh, supporting and HSP bring my mission my team, my church there and so we working Mm. with uh, HSP um, to build the schools, it's amazing because now I see the God God working through this
0: that's right, Um, he had a purpose who would have thought that in the middle of that truck or you accept twenty four hours that years later he had this in mind, you know.
1: And sometimes when I when I'm sitting, sometimes I feel like, Okay God, thank you for
0: letting me for being for me
1: here because if I was in my country I'm sure my life will be different. Yeah. I'm sure my life will be not the way like I wouldn't be sitting here and talking and saying all the good things about me and what I have worn, you know.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's so true.
1: You take this journey, and you don't know where you're gonna end it up.
0: (laughs) Mm. Amen. But you know, when we faithfully stick to Jesus, we know exactly. We know exactly that we're in good hands. We may not know where we're going, but we know we're in good hands. Vicki, can you believe it? It's actually the bottom of our hour. It's been (laughs) flying by. Uh, I am just so okay. I'm so humbled by your testimony, Vicky, and I'm I'm um I'm deeply grateful that you have agreed to share it. I think this is one of those um, heartbreaking but joyful endings, you know. To, to you no, know,
1: I I will say thank you for having me for the invitation. It's nice to hear that someone is getting the message there. I know um, there's a lot of um, Things going on, but I think with this message, we'll understand what what means illegal, what means immigration. I think. Praise and, um, God I and pray that one the... day, I pray that one day, um, will be different. Yeah. Um, I pray that maybe not only me, but it's everyone. That one yeah. day, things will be changed and will be will do the right thing. come to be legal and to Do the right thing, in the U.S. U.S. is so good. I I see, U.S. is a lot of freedom. U.S. is amazing. U.S. is, um, I feel home. I feel like Mm. I'm safe here. I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like whatever what what I was looking for, I got it here. Wow!
0: Thank you, Jesus. I love Um, it. I love it. Thank you so so much. Well, you know, you've you've taught us a lot and I think one of the things that we can draw from your experience, Vicky, is that perseverance, it's that courage, it's knowing, you know, sort of that that you have that dream and you will follow that dream and you will persevere through it. And and along the line you meet people who are just angels like Melanie and who who have the heart of God and who continue to, to, to reach out to the people around them and you have the people who came alongside you. And, you know, in many respects, one of the things we talked about last time on the show was that we are as believers in Jesus Christ, we are immigrants on earth, waiting uh-huh. to get home into our, into heaven, into eternity with God. And so the ways in which we can then go through our journey on earth, is with perseverance. Is with having that end goal, having that dream in mind of being in eternity with our Father, with with knowing that every single step we're taking along the way is having impact when we stay in God. You know, one of my favorite chapters is John 15 because he, Jesus really emphasizes. He says, "Remain in Me. Without Me, you're nothing." Right? Because He's the vine and uh-huh. we're the branches. Yes. And so your testimony really speaks to that. And so to anyone who's listening, thank you so, so, so much. We are continuing to talk about race, culture, diversity. Today we focused on immigration. So next week we're going to continue to have this conversation with some amazing brothers and sisters in Christ. And remember, a couple of things that we can do. These are practical steps. One, we can pray. When we're issues of racial, cultural um, relations, diversity, immigration, when we're talking about these things, First, are we praying about it? Second, are we letting people into our lives, right? You heard about ways in which Melanie let Vicki into her life. She adopted her almost as a daughter. You heard ways in which Vicky has let other people into her life who are taking ESL courses, who are going through the same type of journey that she's been through and how she's pouring into their lives now. The, se- the third thing we talked about leveraging our experiences so that we can understand others. Today we heard about Vicky's experience of being an immigrant to the United States, and in many respects we can leverage our experience of being Christ followers, not quite fitting into the world, right? The world belief, the world opinions, and yet every day having to get through each day, you know, upholding our belief. Well, that experience can help you understand what Vicky talked about today. That's what we talk about when we say leverage your experience so you can understand others. The next one is knowing when to pick our battles, and especially important because that right there demonstrates wisdom, especially Christ-centered wisdom, and then always asking about kingdom impact. What's the kingdom impact? Vicki, your story was so powerful as I'm hearing the fact that Village your village today is having a school built. that's kingdom impact. that's people who are going to get get yes. education. you know, and as they, they yes. get through that, my prayer for you is that in the future you're going to be able to go back one day, pray with these kids, really get them the education spiritually speaking that they need so that they could have the perseverance and the hope of Jesus, because he's the that's one who brings dream. you here today. Yeah
1: yep. that's Amen my dream. It, One day, yes.
0: That would be amazing. Would you pray for us, Vicky?
1: Yes. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity tonight um, to speak with you and to talk about you, how you've been amazed, how you guide um, me. And as everyone who's following, who's been through this uh, journey as an immigrant, I know there's a lot of things that you got um, have, and I know... Some of us don't know about about it because they're afraid. they even afraid to go to a church and learn about you, Lord. But mm-hmm. I know um, you are always there, no matter if we go to a church or we're home or we just, I know you're there. You take care of us and you help mm-hmm. us Lord, to, to reach our dream, to reach our goal, to take us to a place that it's not even ours. But you are there for us. You are there Always, and mm. I will say, um, I especially um, thanks to a lot of friends, a lot of mother, a lot of um, mm. um, who always, maybe not your relative mother, but from you, Lord, and sometimes you put your angel there for us, for me, and I just want to thank for what. I've been earning what, I've been ha- what I had here in the U.S. I just pray that to do, continue, and do the right thing in your name and and that you can use me to guide others and to teach others. I know there's a lot that we can learn from, from this, but um, I would say continue to support me too because I know I'm not alone here. So I'm just saying mm-hmm. that God is always, um, you're always there for me and hold me, and to continue and support me in all the dreams that I wanted to have and to continue get them and reach them, and and you got to continue learn more about you and share and use me to be um, a guided for others. Mm-hmm. And thank you, Emma. I ask God to bless you and continue with your show. I think you are. Mm-hmm. You teach us and you. Um, we learn every night. Um, thank you for having me, too. And I thank God for it.
0: Uh, thank you so much, Vicky. Amen. Thank you for praying for us. Um, it's just been a joy to have you, and I'm really humbled by you. So thank you, friend.
1: Thank you, Emma. Uh, it's, a, it's an honor to serve and to um, share. Um, I think I'll mm. say
0: thank you, Emma. Oh, praise God. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I know that we went a little bit over today, but it was just so worth it to get a good sense of of this incredible testimony in God. And so know that God is pursuing you. If you're listening into the show and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, first of all, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to a show that is about Christ. Thank you so much for, you know, especially listening to the end. And know that he's pursuing you. He loves you. He made you. He died for you. And he definitely wants a relationship with you. This is not a coincidence. He is definitely after your heart. So know that Christ is real. I mean, what you heard today, it doesn't just happen outside of Jesus. And so um, I just want to encourage you, if you have questions, if you just you know, want a listening ear, or if you just want to know a little bit more about resources For example, if you are looking for churches and and in the middle of trying to find a home church and you just want resources to be able to continue to stay anchored in the Word of God, you can email us, contact at kingdomworkforchrist.com, and we'll get back to you. In the meantime, have a wonderful and blessed night. We love you. Praise God for you. Bye-bye.